Hey everyone, welcome to the Breakthrough Breakdown. In this podcast, we'll be breaking down the sermon from the previous week, diving into theological discussions, and even having some fun. Make sure to join us every Wednesday on Spotify, Apple Music, and download the Zion Clear Lake app for more updates. And with that, we hope you enjoy the Breakthrough Breakdown. Welcome to another episode of the Breakthrough Breakdown. Pastor Jason is still not feeling 100% from last weekend. He's got a little bit of a cold there, so we're going to take over from here. And like I said, my name's Kate. I'm Jennifer. And I'm Jaden. And I'm John. The anticipation is still here from last week. (laughs) I love it. It was like the awkward pause. Okay, so Jennifer (laughs) Kobe, you had quite the eventful week leading up to the sermon of just... One, it's different than you've ever had to do for a while, like on the fly. You usually do a lot of research and things for months on end, and you've been sitting on this, but then you also had a lot of other like work responsibilities, life responsibilities, mom responsibilities, start of school. Yes. And no like topic that (laughs) was assigned to you. So like all the mental uh, capacity there too. Tell us. What was God saying to you? What did what did God place on your heart to tell us? Yeah, so we're really digging into the topic of dwelling. And I've been sitting with this topic for a long time. I think it was actually like maybe the first time was that if gathering in March, one of the speakers had said um, she was working on Psalm 91.1. And she just found that every time she... Every time that she thought that she was dwelling with the Lord, she realized she wasn't. And so she had to keep going back to that same thing over and over again. And she just did a quick blip, but I, but I wanted to look into it because I hadn't really heard a lot of dwelling and like what that meant uh, scripturally. And so, so then that's fine, whatever. We'll fast forward. Um, and, and I don't even know what gets placed on my heart again, but, uh, in the middle of the summer, it's kind of back and I'm, and I'm really digging into it and really digging into like, okay, well, um, why are there two names of God listed and, and why, why, how does dwelling lead to rest and why do you dwell in, um, I can't even think what is the word, um, not shadow. What's the other one? Dwell in the, whoever dwells in the, the man, mm. there's another wow, word. You can can't, tell remember. can't remember. And anyway, it's like, man, these are really odd words. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what it was. And so I just spent some time like really looking at that and, and, um, and then I had an, a couple of encounters where I felt like, man, this is heaven. Like, this is kind of heaven on earth. This is really amazing. Like the Lord is present. And then how does that affect dwelling or how did, did dwelling affect me being Shelter. able to recognize? Shelter. Thank you. Oh, I, was like, I had to look it up, guys. I was Sorry like, safety. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it wasn't just that. Man, our brains just totally shut up there. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I thought you'd no, need to hear fine. that too. I'm, yeah. And so anyway, so I think, okay, well, potentially that's the thing that the Lord wants me to say, or it's at least something that I've been working on for a while in my own life. And, um, but I had these messages that I wrote like years ago when I felt like God was calling me to teach and they, uh, they're gotta be like draft 0.1. Like they're like, gotta be so rough. But I was like, surely Lord, like I could use one of those. And like, as a good starting point. 
And um, then Jason on his message on Sunday talked about Revelation 21. And Revelation 21 is talking about Jesus dwelling with us, coming back and returning and dwelling with us. And he didn't even talk about that part. His message was connected to like the victory through the spiritual warfare part of it and how like, you know, Jesus wins in the end. And, um, but I was like, okay, I hear you Lord. So I will do the work and resist what I, what I, my own way, my own will to do this. So I'm hoping that it blesses people and, or has Mm. blessed you and that, God bears fruit through it. I think it's just so beautiful to think about the questions that we ask that lead to incredible, like, holy revelation of, you know, you were asking those questions. What does it mean to dwell? What is it? Why is there two names for God? And that that's where this message that you are now able to, like, guide and direct your congregation with came from those questions. Like questions are so- The curiosity. Yeah. And it's just like, it's just beautiful to think about that. So as we dive into the dwelling, um, you talk about how if we aren't actively pursuing a life dwelling with the Lord, we're passively pursuing a life with Satan. And Pastor Jason had said that last week that there's no neutral zone. Um, And we were talking about celebrate recovery and the idea of if you're not working towards recovery- you're working towards relapse. And I just love that you, you know, you asked some bold questions of what if when you're not dwelling, you're building Satan's kingdom. And it was just like, wow, that's terrifying. That's terrifying. Mm -hmm. That's terrifying. And it's terrifying that it comes through passivity too. It doesn't have to be an action. I mean, we do bring evil, right? Like there are evil things that we do and um, as fallen, fallen sinful people. But I also just think the passivity is not actively advancing or actively building God's kingdom. And that is potentially more, not, not more dangerous. I mean, evil is terrible, but like that's scary because all of us are passive at at times. All of us don't want to do the thing that God's wanting us to do or step into um, obedience really to build God's kingdom. And so if we don't do that, then what are we doing? Yeah. I liked that. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, I like that in the podcast or in the sermon read through Melissa Dorenkamp had said, even by like our world, when we step out and do things like on our phone or what do you dwell in when you're worrying, like you're dwelling on negative thoughts? You know, what are all those things that we do passively? Or even sometimes I feel like passive might be too nice because I think sometimes right. I actively are, am disobedient. But even the passive, what are all the things that we do that we're dwelling in that isn't God? Mm. Are you looking at me? I I'm am. Sure. All of you. <laughs> all of you. Yeah, well, it's interesting. I don't think of the word dwell a lot. I mean, it's not really like a commonly used word, I feel like. Um, the only time I ever think of it outside of the context of like reading the Bible is I'm dwelling on these thoughts. Mm-hmm. And usually it's negative thoughts. Like, oh, I just I just keep dwelling on this this negative thought that I'm thinking, this lie that I'm believing, or this issue that's plaguing me usually is what it is of like, I'm so worried about this. And it's interesting. I think you said the definition was of dwelling was to abide or to rest or to remain, remain. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, I'm, it's like you're sitting in 
this negative thought. You're sitting in it and it's just, oh, it's all around you and you build a house to live in this. It's, it's like, oh, ugh, that's, ugh, I don't like that. But we just, I think that for me, sometimes that comes up where it, you just kind of live in your worries. And you. So I, so I guess the point I'm trying to make is if you're not abiding in God, if you're not dwelling in, in God and his promises, then it's very easy to go into another house, so to speak, sure. to go into yeah. a different dwelling place and just sit there and ab- abide there, you know? And then how long do you end up staying in that house, in the wrong house? One of the mm-hmm. examples that you we gave comfy. is like, you get real comfy real quick. And I think that also leads to a level of passivity where now I'm comfortable where I'm at. I don't need to do anything. Perhaps it doesn't feel wrong in the moment, but that sin always has consequence and it's going to come. But uh, eventually, like one of the examples I like that we gave during the sermon read through was like getting caught up in technology and that some of those strongholds, some of those houses mm. and getting caught up for hours and hours and hours dwelling, remaining, remaining in those um maybe it's uh, out of a fear of missing out or or, or affirmations or, or things like that comfort it's just it's nice to get caught up in that stuff um but how often uh could you instead use that time to dwell right. with christ or in the house of the lord spiritually worship doing things like that yeah i, I remember like <laughs> having a tiktok up and scrolling endlessly through that mm-hmm. and getting to the point where i'm like Oh, I need to stop this and and getting rid of it. But then Facebook started doing yep. that, <laughs> and so I use Facebook quite a lot. And transition I can catch myself. Yeah, I'm like, uh oh, it's happening again. <laughs> I was I was just thinking about this. This one's not mine. Um, I'll share mine here in a second. But I was thinking people can get uh, they can dwell in like their workout or like health mm. or like their body image oh yeah it doesn't always have know. to be negative yeah well and i think those sometimes are the trickier ones right, right? right. oh where absolutely it's like, it's you do like actually need, you actually do need to take care of the the physical temple that god has given you like yeah. that is actually important or their ministry or their ministry oh, sure. work i mean yeah and although for me i think where i get caught like kind of getting stuck which this isn't really the definition of dwell but if it's like no i stay here longer than i should is just being selfish like, yeah. I want my time to sit on the couch. I want my time to, you know, be unavailable to people kind of thing. And um, that can, I think that can jam me up. I so Well, I think you said it earlier is, is in, you said you resisted your own kind of, um, uh, not temptation, but your own want. Mm-hmm. You, you were like, I resisted this. I wanted to, it's obedience. It, dwell, it, it dwells down to obedience. <laughs> <laughs> it, but it, it just... Uh, I think that's what it is. Yeah. You know, we were talking about dwelling and all the things that are good or maybe comfortable for us or just anything that's not God that we dwell in. But how do you dwell in God when things aren't good? It's like, okay, is it, it's, it's not easy, but here we are talking about the things that we need to avoid dwelling in. You know, it's like, how do we dwell away? But how do you dwell when what you want to do is turn away, you know, disassociate, go to the things that aren't God because they're comforting. You gave a really great life story of the Chicago O'Hare <laughs> experience. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lovely. You want me to go more into it? Okay. Well, oh, those of you listening to the podcast, you get 
uh, 2.0 story on this. Because oh, I didn't share all the details, but it was amazing. Yeah. So basically, you know, life just comes at us and it's so unexpected. And that's the point about dwelling is like, are you going, that's the main point. Like when these things come up, are you going, they can cause you to dwell, which is a wonderful thing. And I think the Lord is so kind to allow trials and tribulations in our lives so that we return back to him and, and be there. But the thing is like, I want to dwell first and out of that place, that secret place with him, then I can live and respond to life's situations. And oh, so anyway, yeah. my daughter and I had gone on a vacation, uh, just a vacation, just the two of us uh, right before school started. And it was really great, but we drove to Chicago. And so we got in probably like 1 a.m. and we were going to fly out at like 8 a.m. And so there wasn't a lot of time. Well, meanwhile, I had booked a hotel that was a part, like a park sleep fly where it's like, okay, I can leave my car here. And they had an advertised airport shuttle. And then I don't have to worry about finding parking. And I don't have to worry about getting an Uber and, you know, things like that. And so I'm like, great, this is so convenient. This is the thing I want to do. Except for I get there at 1 a.m. And they don't, they aren't, they don't offer a full airport shuttle. Like they said that they, did. And oh, so no. now I have to figure out, okay, well, what's the al- alternate plan? And keep in mind, it's like little sleep, little time to get to the airport. You know, it's like, so it, it is, it is the setup for all the terrible things that can go yeah. wrong in your day, you know? Yeah. And so no we decide, we decide to, um, to drive to the airport and I go into a parking ramp that said it had open spots, like, cause they advertise it. And then they have, you know, it's like mall of America. If you've been there, they have, um, like, okay, green light, like they have lights all the way down the, the aisles and like green mm. lights, like there's a parking spot here, except for none of the parking spots were open. And we probably drove around for a good, tw- at least 20 minutes Sheesh. looking at all these so, so claimed open spots that right. when you got there was not open. And like, th- again, this is just ripe for like not dwelling with the Lord. And then, um, this. <laughs> Okay, you guys, honestly, I do think I was dwelling well with the Lord because I had a really, I felt like I had a pretty good attitude about it. And I was like, like just with, I just feel like I was with God. And so I do think that this parking security guy was like a godsend. But he like comes rolling up on my driver's side, rolls down his window, he's like, I found one, follow me. And then go, like, go, 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 go. we're like burning rubber through the parking <laughs> ramp. I was like trying to keep up, keep up to him. And he takes me to a tow-away zone. And first, he suggests that I parallel park. Y'all, I have a big car and I don't parallel park. So that was not a, that was going to be tricky. You're, you're, not, an you're, not, a, you're not yeah. alone. Yeah. Parallel parking and, is terrible. And then he just finds another spot for me, but it's literally like right in front of the tow away sign. And he cracks a joke. He says, it's Chicago. We'll tell you, you can park here and then we'll tell you later. And so he's like, not making me feel any better. <laughs> you know? like, but for real, for you don't know me, <laughs> you be back? to a law enforcement officer. He would have been the guy to do the towing without yeah. a second doubt in his mind. Sure. And so anyway, I literally was like, I am out of options. And so I'm going to take this and trust for the next four days, trust that my car will somehow be here when I get back or that the Lord's grace will be sufficient if it's not. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's just, oh man. <laughs> it was, it's, we just, Hayden and I just joked like the whole time we were like, hashtag making memories, like everything that went wrong, we just totally leaned into and it was great. But you know, but it's like, Kate and I were talking about this. Her and I live like so (laughs) full, like we're almost to the boiling over point all the time. And we 
I think we thrive there. Like, Amen. I, like I think like that's the kind of personality that God created me to do. And so I can go there. But the problem is, is that the dumb, small, stupid things are what caused me to go over. And so in that moment, I, it could have been terrible, right? If my husband were with me, it could have caused a fight. I could have yelled at my daughter. I could have been ungracious with the airline staff. I could have been snarky to other, you know, passengers who were traveling and it's stressful for them too. And, and that's the, that's the thing about these like dwelling moments is that the dailiness of dwelling with God is that like, no, life is terrible sometimes. But like terrible in small ways. Like really yeah. parking doesn't really matter. But because like you're already at max capacity, it just is enough to send you over the edge. Mm-hmm. I had a really beautiful um, friend moment where this is what she sent to me. Mm-hmm. Um, she said, I heard this in my morning meditation. Research on burnout revealed that the progressive onset of burnout has been connected to the buildup of hundreds and thousands of little disappointments, each one barely noticeable on its own. I think it's easy for us to blow by the disappointments, especially as Christians. And dare we even go there with how we are disappointed in God, yet God invites it. He created our hearts for infinite joy and endless love, so of course we would be disappointed in this broken world on the daily praying he meets you in all these little disappointments and it was like so cool and like just to be thinking of like what does it mean to dwell like we are sitting here talking about dwelling and we're saying remain abide and on the negative stuck yeah on the negative stuck girl what does it mean to dwell and your whole message is defining that like you even go into it's not a spiritual discipline yeah. Mm-mm. What does it mean? Does someone want to speak into it? Do you I was it? I was going to say something that I thought of as you were reading that. Yeah. It's uh I don't think a lot of us are really honest with God with our feelings in a certain situation. Mm-hmm. And for me personally, it's like oh yeah, this situation is disappointing, but eh, it's it's fine. It'll work itself out and I just right. brush it to the side. You invalidate it. Yeah, and be like, eh, it doesn't really matter that much. And it's like... But do you ever let it go? <laughs> you just brush it to the side. I, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like yes, and other times more often, probably not. It just yeah. kind of sits there and and makes the day a little bit worse. Yeah. Uh, I like what you said about like a uh, thousand little Hundreds disappointments. Hundreds thousands of little disappointments. Little, yeah, yeah, and it's it's like God can... God can hear that. God yeah. can God can hear the discipline. God, this... I was planning on doing this and it doesn't work out. And it, ugh, I'm so, it's just making me irritated. Yeah. And he cares about them. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that, I think that's a really kind and loving thing of our father. He invites yeah. it. I, re- I, I just remember <clears throat> when I was at camp. <gasps> Inspiration uh, point. <laughs> yeah. I remember one week uh, where I was, you know, a counselor and I had just dismissed all the boys to their parents or guardians who were taking them. And so I was done and I was gearing up, cleaning everything. And then as soon as that was done, I had a weekend off. So I was like, okay, well, I'll drive uh, home for the weekend. And I go and I go to my car and I just can't find my car key. I'm like, mm-hmm. where is it? And I'm looking everywhere I was, looking high and low. I was like, it's not in my cabin that I was in. It's not in my backpack. It's not in my car, like locked in my car. It's not anywhere. I'm like, oh my gosh. 
And so after frantically searching for it, I eventually was walking back down to like the main office and uh, halfway down there, I'm like, oh, this feels so stupid. Lord, will you help me find my key? <laughs> That'd be really great. I'd want to, I would like to, to leave and do something and I had plans. Amen. And I get to the office and I'm like, hey, you haven't seen a car key. Really depressed. I haven't, you haven't seen a car key, have you? You mean this one? And I'm like, yeah, that's it. Why, where'd you find it? It's like, well, you've had it all week. And it turns out I had dropped it at the beginning of the week somewhere in the path. And a, a family had found it and brought it in. And they just oh assumed God. it was a family that had forgotten it, that they, they drove in. And they were like, well, somebody will come and collect it because they won't. They won't be able to leave. They can't leave. <laughs> and I'm like, the whole week, I had zero idea that I was missing my car key. Mm. The whole week until I needed it. And I, I prayed this really, what felt like a really dumb, small little prayer of like, this is so stupid. I should be able to find this on my own, right? Mm. Mm. And I but, think that's a really good example of like life circumstances causing you to dwell. I know. Right. I it wasn't, was the causing or the, what was the yeah. other part of it? You I, said I, responding. I think I it was said reacting react or responding. responding. Right. Oh, so good. Like you were reacting to a situation where you were like, I need the Lord. Right. Mm-hmm. But I want, what I want for us, what I want for myself is to be a place where that's the constant mm-hmm. that I right. need the Lord period. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And then I can respond from there. Right. And that God himself is so necessary and vital to my life that I can't do anything without him. To harken back to what we're about to get at, that's what you said with the spiritual disciplines, is that those are responses um, from our dwelling where we can encounter him. Yeah, and you know, just to speak on the spiritual disciplines, like reading your Bible and praying and fasting, you need them in order to learn how to dwell. Yeah, those are great. They're necessary to the Christian walk. Mm The unfortunate thing and and really the scary thing is that you don't need them to dwell with the Lord as far as that. Sorry, I don't know if I, I think I said that word. You can do them and not be dwelling. So right. you need yeah. them uh, yeah. to be able to learn to dwell with the Lord, but you can do them without dwelling in the Lord. Mm-hmm. Right. Kind of robotically and, and automatically. Just, yeah, oh, and I, think, I, mean, and I think that about Bible reading. I mean, there are a ton of people... And, and the Bible is hard. Like, I'm not trying to undermine that, but it's like, but after you've been following, especially after you've been following Jesus for a long time, if you're a new Christian or you've been following Jesus for a long time, like it can become stale and it can become words on a page and it can become so- stories that you've already read over and over and over again. And then it's no, like no different than reading other- any other book. I think it's I've, different. I love the idea, like what I thought of when I think of like, can I read God's word and not be dwelling with him? And I think of like skipping over genealogies. Come on, y'all. You know, we all do it. Okay. So my, my Devo the other day was I'm going through, um, all of August. I do the Bible plan of like, where you read a a thing through the Bible app every day in August or whatever. Mm. And it's all about Joseph. And it was like talking about, when Joseph is like, Benjamin, you have to stay behind. They still don't know that that's his brothers or that they that are his Joseph brothers. Bro- yeah. yeah. And that they were whatever. So he's trying to keep Benjamin behind. And Judah steps up and says, no, my father wants to be with Benjamin. 
I will go instead. And it's this like stepping up this sacrificial love so that the one he loves can be with his father, a promise to his father he had made. And I love that Judah is the one that the line of Christ comes from, right? And if you don't read the genealogy, you miss out on the beauty of that. And it's like, can I read a genealogy and not dwell with the Lord? Absolutely. But how, how much more beautiful in walking with God does it, does it feed me? How much deeper do I feel when I dwell in it? Yeah. I think that's a good point. Yeah, it's really easy to blow past the genealogies in the New Testament. And especially in the Old Testament, the Levitical laws get kind of dull after a while. Yeah. Because you're just sitting there going, thou shall do this. And then on the 17th day, you'll take a ram and you'll go to the temple and all the people. Oh, I know. Kids love Leviticus. <laughs> <laughs> then you sit there, you fall asleep and you're like, man. Thank goodness I don't have to do any of that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, of many reasons, but that's one yeah. of them. <laughs> and you're, you're kind of like, oh, well, that to that point, it's like, oh, I don't have to do this anymore. Does it Why apply? am I reading this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Yep, yep, yep. yeah. And, but then it does. It, Even yeah. the spiritual discipline of Sabbath. I mm. think that is a spiritual discipline. Um, can you take a day off and, you know, reserve a day as a Sabbath without dwelling in the Lord? Mm-hmm. And you even say, like, we'll oh. find rest in Jesus when we dwell with him. Like, he's Lord of the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. You know, what does it mean to find rest in dwelling? And a, a day off is not the same as Sabbath. Amen. So you can, in my mind, you can completely have a day off and not be dwelling with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And then is it Sabbath? Right. And you I know? think you can, I think you can get into a destructive habit where you've labeled it Sabbath and perhaps it's, and st- it's not, and it's not right. It's really doing, it's really going your whole day just to, to probably back to my problem of like dwelling in selfishness. It's like, mm. like, I think sometimes we think the Sabbath is for, is to replenish our buckets and it is but not from our own source yeah yeah and and so yeah, i don't know where i was going with that but yes yeah, you can like look to different things that you like to do to unwind Un- sure. and kind of put them on the same bar as uh abiding or dwelling in christ is like well i just i really need to go golfing or i need to uh read a book or you know i, I have to ha- those are the things that i need on my sabbath and it's like, I think you can do those things and and still be abiding in Christ. Uh, but I don't think that's the default. I think that's, it's only when life hits you with a curveball, throws a curveball your way, that you go, well, you you run away. You're like, oh no, what do I do? Or you like, that's when you finally turn, you're like, oh, I need to abide in Christ and give it to him and trust. But you're saying, Jennifer, let's try to get there where we're sitting in that all day. So when (laughs) it's like the, uh, the house built on the rock or on the sand, um, and the rains came and the storms came and blew and beat against the house. I think it's, it's almost like (laughs) we built a house on the rock, but it's like a tent that we set up and then we're like, Oh, well, I mean, we could go to the beach for a little bit and tear it down and walk over and build it on the beach. And as soon as the storm comes and it's like, oh, this is not secure, pack everything up, go back to the rock, quick, build it up. And it's that very quick building and tearing down and building and tearing down. It's like, that's not going to last. Yeah. And I think what you said too about like, let's take golf. I think golf is an incredibly relaxing sport 
like sport. You're outside. Mm-hmm. It's you're like with your people and it's quiet and it's just kind of freeing in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Think of how much better golf would be if you knew Jesus was in those moments with you. If right. you were recognizing him and looking for him and advancing and building his kingdom, like that's the kind of life and the kind of richness that I want. Cause there are so many good things in this life that will remain in heaven. I believe, I don't know if golf's going to be in heaven, but there are going to be things that remain. And how do I build those up? And how do I live with Christ throughout the entire day and do those things with him? And you, you, we kind of touched on it earlier of like life's challenges. And we talked about how it's reacting where it's an afterthought or responding where you're doing out of it. Took and the words right really? out of That's what I was going to say. Cool, cool, I know Jen's cool. been holding on it. Sorry. No, 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 no. Go with it, man. Go, okay. It so I, we were, we, we talked about earlier too, where it was the, hundreds and thousands of little disappointments and having that, like the things that you're trying to make better fail. I, this is just so crazy. And all this just keeps coming up in my life and having, um, another conversation that we were having talking about Psalm 23, he refreshes my soul and having that of like, when you are in life's challenges and you're responding, what is, what are you trying to teach us? What is it? What's that life application of now? Okay, now I am dwelling. How much more beautiful is golf? But how much more beautiful is the parking garage? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How much more beautiful is the lost key? The messy, the messy house. The messy house. Yeah. I think, yeah, I don't even, I don't even really have a thing to say, but I think life in its fullness is meant to be dwelt with the Lord. And that is what heaven is going to be like. We are going to be in a place of perfection with him face to face with us. Like that's an incredible thing. And we get to experience that here on earth if we so choose to go looking for it and being intentional and finding it. Yeah. Yeah. I think an added benefit and while the subject is still on our minds from uh, the previous series, we just got through with Mm. actively dwelling provides the best defense. I feel like that's when we receive so many blessings. I think of the armor of God. Mm. If I'm reminding myself to dwell in Christ, put on my armor of God, pick up my cross in the morning, how much more ready am I for adversity? How much more prepared am I for the, the, the terrible realities of the fact that we aren't in heaven yet and we are still on earth? And so I think of it also like that, where, um, like you said in your example, uh, you were afraid that if you hadn't been dwelling in the in the parking garage, you could have been, uh, it could have gotten in a fight with Hayden. You could have uh, been disrespectful. You could have done those things. We are not only equipped with uh, just the peace and presence of God in that moment, but also his grace flows through us easier. Yeah, his spirit conduit. His spirit, yes, just flows through us even more constantly. I I would love to see that in every aspect of my life. Absolutely. And I just had this thought, and I mean, I did touch on it in the message, but it kind of connected in a different way. That parking garage story, it was more beautiful. Mm -hmm. Everything was better. Mm -hmm. I mean, we were 
laughing at how funny this was. Mm -hmm. We saw the parking security guy as a godsend. We saw the towaway zone as a place that God had opened for me because apparently (laughs) nobody else was. Actually, that's not true. There were a ton of people parked in the towaway zone. But it's just like, and I I can even, even later, okay, I am not, oh, I want to be careful how I say this. I flew a very cheap airline, okay? And I have flown this very cheap airline before. And sometimes the employees are not very kind. Mm. And Chicago's not always known for having the (laughs) nicest people either. And you know what? I just felt like all of my encounters with humanity that day were awesome. Mm. Like the woman who helped me at the, at the ticket counter was multiple of them were so helpful Mm. and so friendly and blessed me beyond measure. But I wonder if I wasn't dwelling with the Lord, if I would have recognized that Mm. as such. Oh, Oh, total blinders, right? Yeah. Total blinders. One of the things it was saying for like the little moments that when you're dwelling, you're present for that. And the thing that I read was watch for these moments. They're not coincidences. They are your loving shepherd's acts of restoration. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, how, how beautiful is it that you're in active restoration when you dwell in God? Mm, Like, whoa. It seems so like... So, I don't think what the word is like. Um, I was going to say silly, but that's not quite right. Where it's like, oh, the, it seems it seems like uh, you know I sit and I dwell in this in this space with the Lord, and all of these little things get a little bit better. It's like I'm in an airport. I mean, is it really going to be that much better? How, 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 how much is this place? Yeah. Now, now wait, yeah. wait. If it's those little things, those constant things that break the camel's back, then how much more are those little victories? Yeah, right. how much more do you need to be looking for the for Jesus being yes. the little thing? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It goes the other way. You're right. Yeah. It's like the little uh the little defeats, I guess, wear you down, but it's like the the small little wins too can build you back up. Do you guys we- want to hear my most recent small little win? I do. Um Psalm 91, one that we were trying so hard to think of the word <laughs> yeah. is literally <laughs> on the bottom of our sheet right oh, in front of us. Wow. Cast notes. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, John Hoppel. He whomever dwells in the, oh, what's the word there? What's the word there? John didn't say anything, by the way. Well, to, <laughs> you wrote this, John. To be fair. Down. Yeah, well, <laughs> copy paste is a wonderful tool. Um, <laughs> I, it doesn't and, help with the memory, be, though. Well, to be fair, it's it's kind of a concise um, verse, too. Normally, it's a bit longer text sure. that we all read together, mm-hmm. and I can't fit it all on one page, so it's normally on the back of the sheet. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, uh, I don't know. I didn't know it was there. I don't know it was there. Uh, um, I didn't look. <laughs> as we close up this podcast, and I just really felt like even this time together that we have of laughing and sharing and setting up something for future listeners mm. like it it feels like that kind of kingdom building stuff of the early church like writing yeah. letters of like i'm praying for future christians i'm praying for future people listening for this that you're dwelling that you hear are dwelling in this that mm. we're dwelling with one another in the presence of god right now and how fun that is um i love that we talked about like getting lost in other things like TikTok. And the question was, do you get lost in the Lord like you get lost in TikTok mm. or insert Ooh, here? Boom. But that's a sad one. And I want to end on a like more <laughs> <up to laughs> there. Wow. But I do want to 
When was the last time you got lost in the Lord? I, you know, we were talking about this before we started recording that several of us on staff have been doing like pretty long walks Mm -hmm. this summer. Honestly, that's been the times for me where it's like, I don't know. My my body needs to move. I was telling Derek like yesterday or the day before that I was going to be preaching on dwelling. And he was like, oh, I hate sitting still. <laughs> it's really funny. And I was like, me too, actually. And so I think I have enjoyed many sweet moments of dwelling throughout those walks this summer. Mm. Yeah. Where I've just gotten lost. Like, just listen to music. Just like not really sure what time it is or what's going on around me or how fast I'm going or am I sweating? Just like truly with the Lord. Yeah. I think uh, I can sometimes glaze over some of the Bible verses that I read if I'm reading my Bible or reading a devotional because um, I'm, I'm not as intentional about it as I, as I really should be. Um, but music and playing guitar is uh, Mm -hmm. something that I can just play different songs one after the other and kind of lose track of time. And uh, it's a, I mean, there's really good reminders and promises in a lot of the songs that I look at and sing and play. And so that's where I find myself going, Oh, what time is it? How long did I spend doing this? You know, exactly the same spot. I think, recently in my life I've decided to try to pick up um, learning how to play piano nice and uh, it's been so fun but it's also I've only been teaching myself worship music and so I'm getting lost in those same moments John where it's like you start to become just more aware of the spirit's presence and you're just playing and and eventually you're doing one you're doing things you never thought you could before and then you're also just being so fulfilled, right? And then, like you said, just all of a sudden, oh, I need to get back to work. <laughs> I love it when a song comes together. Ah. <laughs> and to the Psalm 23 part, because it's funny, I feel like the Lord gave me that a couple of months ago too. Because a lot of translations has, he restores my soul. Mm. But I really loved, he refreshes my mm. soul. And those dwelling <laughs> moments... <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I don't know, maybe. Those dwelling moments. That's great. <laughs> those dwelling moments, like when you have a lunch with a friend, that's just so sweet. I think the challenge for us is to, yeah. if we are doing that, to recognize them as such. Well, like yes. this was heaven yeah. on earth. Yes. We even said that, like, if you're not dwelling well, you miss out on God's mercies being new each morning because you're dwelling in yesterday's worries, mm. right? And yeah. so how refreshing is it to wake up new and refreshed from real rest, you know, I, I would say like, I have two things to say about getting lost in the Lord. I think the first thing I want to say is how I get, when I get lost in the Lord, (laughs) you guys are not going to be surprised by this. Enneagram two over here, but it's when I'm like working with my hands and working really hard and getting the things I need to and what others need done, like cleaning out the downstairs basement closet that no one in my knowledge that is still on staff has ever gone to the back of. (laughs) I don't think Alberg has seen the back of that closet and I clean that whole thing out and get to be a really good steward of that space and children's ministries, things that I get to store in there. And it was just so 
I mean, the day got away from me and it was listening to worship and working hard for the Lord. It was a beautiful day toiling mm. God's soil. If, 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 would you say maybe service is like a love language of yours? Um, acts of service is my love language. Then it is absolutely a love that we can give to God. Amen. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. I was thinking like, uh, in a different context, it could have been just striving regular day yeah. of work. Yeah. I got to get this right. closet cleaned right. out so that it looks good. So that when people come in here, it looks professional and it yeah. looks well done and they think I'm great and awesome. And that's no, not what it was. It was an act of worship. Yeah. It was yeah. an act of love for myself, my ministry, the building and my God. Like think, it was just, I was lost in it. I think Absolutely. we can, I think we can find that somewhere, you know, if yeah. you don't connect with the typical sit down for 20 minutes and read, you know, a chapter out of John or Psalms or whatever, or you don't connect, you don't sing and you don't play an instrument. And it's, that's weird. You know, what's the, there are ways to connect with God that what's the verse it's uh Colossians three, I think somewhere where it's like, do everything as though working unto yeah. the Lord, yeah. like give, give, yeah, give your worship to God and, and everything is worship. Everything can be worship. And it's, uh, it's like, then find it. Find, it may be a little unorthodox, you know, like it might be, you know, I, I wouldn't consider cleaning out a closet for me to be that, uh, sort of connecting point with God. But I think that there are different things where you can find that time where you can practice abiding in God so that when you go into a situation where it's like, well, this is uncomfortable or this is irritating or I don't like this, you're coming at it from a place of rest and abiding in God. And I think it's cool. We all said like getting like the question was, so you're forced to say it lost in God. Like when was the last time you got lost in the Lord? And it's like lost or even dwelling on negative things can feel negative, like lost, but it's, what is it? What does it really feel like to be lost in the, like, lost in the Lord? Right. In like the, the wonder complexities, the yeah. wonder, the, like, it's we like, can't even fathom it's it. It's like the most freeing thing. And in, instead in, of sinking, it feels like floating. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Getting lost in a book. That's something I do a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very true. Do we, do we pray for people? Uh, can we pray for the listeners? Can we pray for oh, this? Oh, man. Absolutely. Go Thanks, for it. Idea. Let's I do think, it. I, I think that I just would love Do that. we pray for people? Yes. On the podcast? <laughs> I don't know if that's yeah, a little man. taboo. So, I don't know that we Dan, have, but. Dan's our ministry intern. He's wonderful, and he's filling in with us today. So it's not just the three tired people at the table. We have <laughs> his uh, knowledge, expertise, and youth just livening things up. So I think that's a valid question for you to ask, and I think it's really cool. I think go for it, man. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh Lord, we just call you into um, our space so that we can enter your dwelling space. Uh, God, if this uh, served to help someone dwell in your name and your presence today, God, we just thank you for that. But also, Lord, if uh, if if there is someone who who's looking for that, looking for that peace, looking for that encounter, God, I pray, give them an opportunity to recognize your presence this week. Uh, Allow them to put the stresses of yesterday behind um, and be present and dwell with you. May they be refreshed by that and um, may in all things they just know that eventually this is going to be the permanent. 
this is going to be how it is all the time. So Lord, we just thank you. We praise you for meeting us where we are and uh, giving us the, the awareness of your presence to dwell with you. Amen. 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 I think with that beautiful thought, we love you, God, Bob Goff. No, I'm just kidding. God, no, God Bob Goff. I'm tired. I think we're done. I'm slipping in there. My name's Kate Hopple. Jennifer. Jaden. And I'm John. This has been another episode of the Breakthrough Breakdown. If you like it, loved it, share it, comment on it. Bye. Bye. See ya. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Breakthrough Breakdown, a Zion podcast. Make sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple Music, and check out the Zion Clear Lake app. Share this podcast with your friends so they can tune in as well. We'll be back next Wednesday with another episode of the Breakthrough Breakdown.